The information in this skill is provided for informational and educational purposes only. Welcome, and thank you for listening to the SMA Flash Briefings. Hi, I'm Price Wooldridge. As a rare neuromuscular disorder patient myself, I enjoy reading flash briefings for spinal muscular atrophy. Here's an article by Marta Figueredo. Better ways of capturing progression in types 2 and 3 identified in study. Four measures of motor ability, including one of continuous upper limb activity that can be done at home, reliably detect significant functional changes over one or two years in people with spinal muscular atrophy, types 2 and 3, according to a natural history study. These findings support the use of such measures in future clinical trials to better evaluate disease progression in these patients and to strengthen a trial's likelihood of determining, within a reasonably short testing period, if significant therapeutic benefits are being shown, the researchers wrote. The study, Natural History of Type 2 and 3 Spinal Muscular Atrophy, NATIS SMA study, was published in the journal Annals of Clinical and Translational Neurology. Natural history studies evaluate how a disease progresses without treatment. Data from such studies in SMA are key for identifying markers of disease progression and outcome measures that best assess a therapy's benefits, both in clinical trials and real-world studies, after its approval. SMA types 2 and 3 progress slowly, however, and detecting decline in motor function over short periods, like a two-year trial, is challenging using current measures. More sensitive measures are needed to not only capture small functional changes over shorter periods, but also to reduce the number of patients included to adequately power clinical trials, the risk of false negatives, and the duration of clinical trials, the researchers wrote. More SMA treatment studies are also likely, including those into add-on therapies with three disease-modifying treatments now available for SMA in the U.S., Spinraza or Nusinersen, Zolgensma, and Evrizdi or Rizdaplam. Natural history studies of untreated patients, in contrast, are likely to decline and become unviable. A team of European researchers published findings related to outcome measures used in the multicenter NATIS SMA study, likely one of the last natural history studies to be undertaken in SMA. Co-funded by Institut Roche and Association Institut de Myologie in France, the study's goal was to characterize the natural disease course of SMA type 2 and 3 over two years and to identify reliable disease biomarkers and sensitive outcome measures. It enrolled 81 SMA patients, 53 with type 2 and 28 with type 3 disease, ages 2 to 30, and was conducted at nine neuromuscular disease reference centers across Belgium, France, and Germany between May 2015 and May 2018. Outcomes assessed at the study's beginning and every six months thereafter included motor function using the motor function measure or MFM scale, hand strength via myogrip and myopinch digital measures, and upper limb activity or walking speed via an at-home wearable device called Actimayo. Tests of lung function and measures of blood levels of SMN, the protein missing in SMA patients, were also taken. Wearable devices like ActiveMyo are gaining in research interest as they can capture data across aspects of daily life over a longer time scale. They also allow physicians to follow patients remotely, an advantage during the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Assessments were adjusted for each patient based on age, 2 to 5-year-olds and 6 to 30-year-olds, and walking ability, ambulatory or not. Four functional status groups were also predefined, SMA type 2 sitters and non-sitters, and type 3 ambulant and non-ambulant patients. 
A total of 32 participants, mainly with type 2 disease, discontinued the study between its first and second year, opting to begin using an approved treatment or enrolling in a clinical trial. No significant changes in MFM scores were observed after one year, but motor function in patients ages 6 and older declined significantly over two years, particularly among those with SMA type 2, results showed. The lack of motor function changes in type 3 patients may be related to this type's slower disease progression or to the smaller number of patients in this group, the team noted. Both hand grip and pinch strength declined significantly over 12 and 24 months, regardless of SMA type, and a significant drop in upper limb activity was detected after 6 and 12 months among type 2 patients and non-ambulant type 3s. Changes in upper limb activity after two years could not be assessed due to the small number of patients, one still being evaluated at that time. No significant changes in walking speed were observed among ambulant participants during the two-year study period. Forced vital capacity, a standard measure of lung health, also declined significantly over the first year, but not over two years, while blood SMN protein levels remained stable during the study. The researchers wrote, quote, we demonstrate that a significant decline over a 12- or 24-month period can be reliably measured in a broad range of SMA patients using the MFM32, MyoGrip, MyoPinch, and ActiMyo, with the latter allowing for changes to be detected within six months. Notably, these measures showed higher sensitivity scores than current measures, including the six-minute walk test and expanded Hammersmith Functional Motor Scale suggesting that they may reduce the necessary sample size and study duration of future clinical trials, they added. The researchers concluded, quote, the collective use of these measures in the therapeutic trial protocol could provide a more holistic evaluation of disease progression in individuals with SMA, potentially improving treatment options for patients. Coming up next, Perspectives from SMA News Today Forums Director Kevin Schaefer. From Embracing My Inner Alien, a column by Kevin Schaefer. Well, 2021 has arrived, but we are still dealing with the ongoing ramifications of the previous catastrophe of a year. Those of us in disability communities remain in physical isolation, along with many others across the globe. Time goes on, but in many ways, it feels like it stood still for the past 11 months. It's funny just how distant everything that happened before last March feels. A year ago, I was struggling to decide between three events planned for the same weekend in April. A friend's wedding, a Comic-Con, and a play that I'd auditioned for. Little did I know that all three events would be cancelled, or that we'd still be dealing with the impact of a global health crisis a year later. I'm usually one for optimism and humor, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't drained mentally and physically. Some days I feel like Ben Wyatt in Parks and Recreation, when he's stuck at home and becomes obsessed with making claymation short films. Though I haven't developed any new hobbies during my time in isolation, I have found myself spending late nights watching YouTube videos of Zoom calls between Lord of the Rings cast members and bursting with nostalgia. Okay, that I don't regret at all. For me, the hardest part of this experience has been maintaining a healthy balance between work and life. I love what I do and the people I work with, and when I consider the economic pitfalls of the last year, I am especially grateful to still have a job. Yet, without the luxuries of movie theaters, going to restaurants, hanging out with friends, and traveling, I've been struggling to find things to look forward to on the weekends. 
Yes, I have a robust collection of books, comics, movies, podcasts, and streaming services, and I love all these things. However, there aren't enough stories in the world to compensate for real human interaction. I am a nerd who loves to spend time alone consuming stories. I'm also an overtly social being who loves to be around people. Yes, we exist. Despite the ongoing dread we're all experiencing, I have managed to find silver linings. While I can't wait to resume in-person gatherings, I have been utilizing virtual services to connect with people. Through monthly CureSMA socials on Zoom, I've strengthened existing relationships and formed new ones. Every one of these meetings has been uplifting and stimulating, giving me something to look forward to every month. I've also spent countless hours doing calls and video chats with friends in and outside of the SMA community, and adamantly defending Wonder Woman 1984 as a good movie against all my friends who hated it. I don't care what anyone says, that opening scene in Th on Themyscira is fantastic. Even with a new calendar year, we're still living through a time of uncertainty and often existential dread. Maintaining my sanity as a disabled extrovert in this day and age is no easy feat, and there are days when I don't succeed and play Sam's speech from the Two Towers on repeat. Yet, just as the mighty Aragorn says in the same movie, there is always hope. I'm Kevin Schaefer, columnist and forums director for SMA News Today. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to SMA News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.smanewstoday.com. And be sure to follow us on social media and join our SMA News Today forums, a trusted SMA community ready to welcome you anytime.